previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. So I run to the, the toilet and that's a, it's a trough, it's like a, you know, a ceramic trough, yeah. you know, old school trough. And there's a guy in the trough, there's people weeing it. There's a guy in the trough, <sighs> naked, wearing nothing but a scuba mask and a snorkel. <gasps> and when everyone's trying to wee in the toilet, he keeps leaning into the stream with the snorkel. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I, and I, and I thought, well, when in Rome, right? Yeah. So I got, I got as far away from as I could. I think I'm, I did need to go to the, to the loo. Yeah. And you know, and so I started winging the thing and then he leaned over and went, Whoa, and I thought, ah, oh, you know what? Screw it. So I just like, sort of like really pelting right into the, into the mask, try to get some into the snorkel. Oh, nice. He was g- grinning and loving it. He was like, woohoo. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we made eye contact and his, it, so it turns out he's famous. <laughs> Welcome back to a special two-parter episode of Good Sex, Bad Sex. Is it our first two-parter? I think so, yeah. Wow. I know. Well, Phil was so good, we just oh couldn't... God. We had to do more. He's so good looking. Isn't he? I know. Have yeah. you touched his face? No. 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 Not with the injunction. Yeah. No. That's not happening again. It's a bit intimidating, <laughs> isn't it? Did you touch his face? You <laughs> so touched for, everything else. <laughs> we had amazing stories and, and in this um, episode, so... A few teasers of virginity, groupies, and his advice on why you and I can't get laid. <laughs> Listen in, everyone. Do you have lots of sex in your shows? I don't. I've worded that wrong. Do you, <laughs> do you speak no. about sex often in your shows? Uh, no, I did. That's the Nearly Gay show has it obviously has moments of it because that 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 event. Is, has got three, there's three intersecting stories that come through that event. So I've told that story three in three different shows for different reasons. Mm. Um, and I, it's, it's, it's long-winded, so it's not it's pointless to go into. But, but that, obviously that was, it was a turning point in my, uh, in my, to be more serious about it, it was a turning point in my life because up until that point, I actually had been, I was raised in quite a, dev, a, dev, a devout morning and Christian family. I was a virgin until I was 21. And I have had just long-term relationships, five years. Mm-hmm. And then and then the next person I married, uh, next woman I, met, I married, that was five years. <clears throat> and then I moved to Britain. And then uh, the girl with the bell, that was a few a few years off and on. And then that happened. So and at that point, I th- I had the time to th- sit and think. You know, I've sort of missed out on a certain um, uh, on a certain amount of sexuality, mm. uh, and 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 only when you're faced with not having it do you realize. Oh, maybe I should maybe I should be try to be a little more. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's part of it. I, I'm I'm looking back thinking um, that maybe that made me go. Well, you should maybe just try and be a little more adventurous. So then that leads me to. Other things, yeah. So, yeah. Other things. Well, just like I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not that, I'm not that like that, that interesting. I'm like sort of, I like, I believe in like, I like long term. I think long term monogamous sex is the most satisfying. Did you? I do. Yeah. Can we tell Phil our secret? <laughs> Have you guys had long term monogamous sex? Tell Phil the secret. Yeah. It's your turn. To, I did the secret last What's time. What's your secret? Miranda and I host a podcast, Good Sex, Bad Sex. You're, you're starring on it right now. Mm. And we've, we've <laughs> it had is this, real, probably. Yeah, we've, and we've, had, we've hosted this since February. Yeah. And neither of us gorgeous women have managed to have sex since we started this 
fucking really? podcast. Yeah, it's cursed us. What yeah. do you mean? It's not. You mean people are going because they well they don't want to end up being a, a highlight of your show. I actually, <laughs> I actually have no because the minute that happens, you're going. You won't believe what happened to me last week. His name was Tony. He was a dancer. <laughs> it, no, so I get in trouble for this all the time. In fact, I if. You know, I, the the you know the person that I'm presently with that is also doesn't. Well, why would you want your? Because I'm a comedian. If I wasn't a comedian, these would be something a story I would might tell you late night at a party or at, at best at a dinner. You mm-hmm. know, if it was a, the right if, part of a dinner party mm-hmm. to tell a wicked story like that. But because I'm a comedian and I'm my, I'm sort of my, I, I sort of work on true stories and basis of my my new show, You're Wrong, which is touring. <laughs> And you're going to Soho Theatre, I believe. going to Soho Theatre, the November, November 27th to December, December 1st. Yeah. The reason for telling true story, I find that I, if I use myself and my own life as the, as the, 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 you know, the, the, you know, the clothes rung to mm. to hang my jokes on, then I'm not going to offend anyone because it's um, it's from my real life. Yeah. And because my real life does have these episodes and I, I kind of mine my life for for those episodes and thought, well, that one's, that one, those, the ones I've said obviously going to stick out if you're listening to this podcast because it's this it's the theme of the podcast exactly there are other stories that don't involve those things at all but do you really think that do you really think um long-term monogamous sex is the best sex uh i well i can only speak from the experience of it's just it's the more it's more satisfying isn't it when you when you know the person and you care about the person and yeah. So did you not have a moment of sowing your wild oats? Like, for me, because if, if I'd have been told that I there is a possibility, uh, or living for a day with a possibility that y- your penis will not be working, yeah. I'd be like, Living my life like it, like my penis is going to break. Well, well, that's, well. This that the thing is when you when so when I finally got the the okay, mm. <laughs> the thumbs up, uh, that it was all that it was it was all okay. Yeah, because um, you, you know they they only know the ultrasound and they only know so much. Um, I was single, yeah. and but because I'd, I'd been celibate for all that time, then I had that one event. Yeah. which lasted not more than a few minutes of like till that happened and then another few months of it uh and I was single and I and I was cast in a in a musical called Taboo with Boy George which is a big gay musical yeah that's a big gay musical that sounds horrible isn't it big game at the time that's how I described it but I probably, but it would it's a musical about Boy about mm. um, Lee Bowery yeah. so I mean it's it's it deals with those that kind of like that kind of those lifestyles in uh, 80s pop culture mm. uh, and also the other actors I, th- I think of oh there's only one other straight actor in the show only one other straight male in the show so it was all you know uh, gay men who are who are not all but sometimes very uh, prolific with their with their with their boyfriends is that the right word Pro- prolific I mean, they, yeah, they, they, they're not shy about yeah. it. they're not shy to talk about it because it's just an accept I think it's more, for some reason I think it's probably because it, maybe you'll get enlighten me, but it's because it's maybe it's a male thing. There's a, they, they didn't have an issue with having multiple partners. So being in that atmosphere, I just sort of went, well, right. I just don't – I don't really like the idea of people going out with someone, being with you and lying to you and saying, mm. I'm only seeing you and then seeing other people. So I think if you're going to have multiple partners, you have to tell them mm. so that they know they have the option to go, I don't want to be with you. Mm. And, and, I, and I found that in my life, and I know if it's true for most people, if you, are, if you, do, if you can work the nerve – because if you like, really like someone – 
you don't want to tell them that in case they go, oh, I don't like the sound of that, and then they leave. But I've found that in the early days of the relationship, if you do tell them that you are seeing other people, mm. uh, most of the time it's the opposite happens, and they are more curious and and then and tr- try harder or make more of an effort to have a fun time when when you are with them yeah that that's what i think and i and i don't know if that's changed with the tinder world because i think that's what happens on with i don't i'm not on tinder i don't do that kind of thing but my don't friends don't ever do it my, why why oh, don't do it yourself it's, it's just too lovely swamp. Why? Yeah. Yeah. really have you never tried it no oh no never. no no oh no is just... it good no <laughs> february <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three well, years Well, you you're, you're just not working it properly then. <laughs> no, no. You're not working it. Is there, um, I can ask both of you this, is there a, a, a groupie scene on the comedy scene? A groupie scene? Oh, yeah, of course there is. Really? I, I, but I mean, I don't, <clears throat> groupies are, this is something that's happened to me because I, I was in, a, I was in a, a, a comedy act for a while, there's three of us, mm. and we were, we were, you know, on Mad TV in the States, so we had like quite a lot of groupies. Uh, when I when you say groupies, you mean girls that just will do shag you, but that's not what comedy groupies are. Comedy groups are more like um, um, uh, usually highly intelligent women who are so into comedy and they're and they see you as a broken comedians as broken a broken man mm-hmm. and they want to mother you <laughs> and they bring you things and they they bring you they bring you cupcakes. I know I say. <laughs> Thank you. Which no, you brought to us. I did, yeah. No, but they, but they but they bring but they but they bring you things. And, I, and my experience is that a lot of the people that I, I knew who were I don't think groupies is the right word because that sounds like a, as a sexual context. But pe- people who are obsessed with comedy, mm. uh, the women that I've known who have obsessed with comedy, a lot of them go on to become successful women in comedy, and that includes most of the high-powered agents in this country. Yeah. Some of the producers I know. <clears throat> the you know I, I wouldn't think I don't think she would be like to be called a groupie, but um, um, the the woman who was one of the uh, bookers for the Just for Last Festival was the head of the Corkney Juice Pigs fan club when she was a teenager. She remembers it. Mm. We were really nice to her, and and you know she worked the door for us, and she got all the she did all the all the. So she, she uh, just yeah. immersed herself in the world. But I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's, no, that's, I don't know if that's a groupie. groupie. No, 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 no. I'm being crass. <laughs> Miranda ta- Miranda asked me to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon it must. I think it, it must exist. And for instance, that you know, the girl that I mentioned in the story uh, worked at the comedy club. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that like it's like an office, isn't it? I mean, I don't know anymore. I, th- I think the I think the sands have shifted a bit on that, and I'm not sure how that would. I'm not sure how that how that's viewed anymore. I'm not. I'm not of an age where like I don't. I don't know if. That now there's a more fine, uh, 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 there's like a line, like a, a more bold line about how you conduct yourself in your place of work. Yeah. Oh my Whereas God. I think with com- where I think with comedy clubs and nightclubs and well anything where it was it was a social was a social atmosphere, those lines are blurred a bit because yeah. you're all there just have fun and. People are adults, so they can do what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear about actors all the time. I mean, while I was, we were looking at the the papers, you know, the 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 Sean Walsh, uh, the yeah. Sean Walsh story. I mean, I and I don't know. I know I know Sean, and he's he's as far as I know, he's a decent he's a decent loving man. But it's a relationship thing. I would not want to comment on it. But in that world, 
You can only imagine in a world of dancers, especially strictly cum dancers. So it's hot body so yeah. right dancers. next to you. Well, but also you've got to spend all that time with, yeah. with and they are dancers. So they're going to be uh, fit and full of endorphins and, and, that and hot, emotion. hot to trot. As well, it's because it's a lot of eye contact and it's sure. it's acting in itself. So there's all that emotion yeah. coming out through the dance. Yeah, and so that that's why they have this strictly curse, isn't well, it? Well, we were watching uh, what was it? Um, Cloud, Cloud, Cloud oh, Atlas. Cloud with, Atlas. Yeah. Cloud Atlas. Right. And there's there's a scene, there's a lovemaking scene and where the actor's making love to the guy, and then it turns out that they they, they were a couple after that film. Mm. And you're thinking, well, you know. If they're going to really indulge themselves in, they are only acting. If they're really going to indulge themselves as actors do in that scene. Then, yeah, they're going to spend all that time filming together, yeah. all that time being in love with one another, pretending to be in love with another. It's some hard to those lines become blurred. I, I think it's the same for performance. If you work in the theater and there's if someone is working in the theater and takes a shine to you, it happens all the time. You, there was a couples in the last play that I did that were formed. Really? While we were in the play, and I mean, in fact, people are—they—they're all professionals. So they're in, within three weeks, they're going right. Okay, who's who's? What's the goss? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and everyone's trying to keep it quiet because you know, don't want to be the. Is this everybody's talking about Jamie? No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't know anything about it. Don't know anything about that. Can I ask a non-sexy nope. question? No. Nope. I'll go on. And then I'll tell you. And then I'll tell, I'll tell you about my most recent date. Okay. Because you'll all love that. Um, are you are you loving doing the acting? I know you've done loads and you've been so successful. Are you loving both? Does it, does it feed your comedy? Is it a whole different baby? Um, yeah, I I being in everybody's talking about everybody's talking about Jamie was a fantastic um, uh, experience for me uh, in every way because I love act, I love acting, but mm. I do also I really enjoy being on my tour. You're wrong, yeah. <laughs> November twenty seventh, yeah. December first. But I'm <laughs> so but I'm but I'm loving. I'm also loving doing. I love that. But I start. I trained as an actor and want to be. You know, my my goal in my life when I was young and still now would be. You know, I'd love to be performing in a major role at the RSC or at the Globe, even though yeah. when I talk to other actors, they go, the Globe, that's not Shakespeare. I mean, actors are so funny, like, oh, goodness, <sighs> you know, I wouldn't want to do, you know, because they've, they've all done it. Yeah. But I haven't. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I've always wanted to. And I, and I think it's just just as a, a moment to go, well, I that's what I started out, I wanted to do from the moment, I, like from about 12 years of age. Mm. That So I, I, I kind of trust it'll happen, something. But everybody's talking about Jamie is the, like the third third or fourth West End show I've done and You did it, Cuckoo's Nest it was as well. a club. I did Cuckoo's yeah, Nest and good. Taboo. Amazing. There will be. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think you have to it's a I don't know how the business works. It's the same way you guys we don't know how relationships work. Yeah. You, you take them you take the good ones when you can get them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Can and I I, I, and also and also I, I'm kind of in this thing where I've got friends who are in long term I watched um Daniel Sloss's Netflix show Jigsaw. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't seen then, that then, one yet. Then you guys should see it for research because uh, it he, he brags in it about breaking relationships up uh, for yeah. the for the right reason. For the right reason. For the reason yeah. being that you're just you're sitting beside someone you don't you've actually realized doesn't actually fit in your jigsaw and but you're both and you don't they realize you don't fit in theirs and and you're kind of getting on with it and you might have kids and you might be married but you realize you it's you can break up with them now and go through a year of hell and get your life back or you can just have a horrible life 
and not and be having a be having a horrible relationship <clears throat> and it's and it's it's frightening to consider that yeah thing. Um, and I think he's quite bold. It doesn't, and and then also being you know like a cocky comic and being funny about it. He's yeah. going, <laughs> you know, last year in August he broke up a relationship of thirteen years with kids, and they both but they both said thank you so much. Wow! Did they really? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> I think Phoebe's going to have a heart attack. Why? <laughs> this, have this you been married? Is, no, this podcast has upset have you been me married? so many. No, no. Okay. Thank God. Give us some sexy advice. I, I don't know. Come on, why are we? Why sexy are we not? Advice. February... Se- sexy advice. I'm not really good at it, and in, in the sense that I'm. Do you match make? I don't know. Uh, no, no, I don't. I I do I do know a lot of people. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit because I talk to, I talk a lot, and uh, not so much anymore. But in when I was more if, had, living in big house, mixed houses and we have a lot of parties, I would introduce people mm. and there have been people that have my closest friends uh kirsty duty and nick duty who's a comedian mm. they they met because of me because i invited kirsty to a party oh. um i i invited uh well i shouldn't talk about other people's relationship but i invited i've invited other people to the parties and they've met other friends of mine and had relationships uh, but I wouldn't say that it was me that does it. That's them that does it. It's chemistry, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. If you, but if, okay, so here's my advice. Go out. Yeah. <laughs> We're busy doing a podcast. Uh, no, so was... you're not going to meet someone sitting here. I was going to say. Me or Sam. Yeah. Look, look <laughs> at me. No. Sam's listening. still in shock over the broken penis. He's on Facebook. He's watching porn. He's never spoken in 31 shows. <laughs> What was that sound? <laughs> you broke your penis. Uh, I, I did. Thirty-one shows. That's hilarious. Uh, it, it it hurt. Oh. It hurts. It still hurts today. Describe the pain. Uh, it's like someone. Oh, no. It's Sam's like it's like up. someone heating a really long knitting needle and sticking it through your perineum. I've into, done that. But... Into, in up into your stomach. Oh. It, it shoot. It shot through. <laughs> Yeah. Stick that on the website. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you know, a lot of I've only I've had a couple of doctors. I've one couple came up to me in Birmingham. The woman came up and went, um, "Was that because there's two there's two uh, injuries that can happen? There's one where the banjo string break, yeah. the little yeah. string breaks and then it bleeds a lot, but that's yeah. not it. This <laughs> one is this one is like a, that. Yeah, that's just like yeah, anyone. Yeah. This was like and, and this woman came up and is was it this that, you know that one or this one? I said like, no, it was the thing. She went. My husband, he's he was standing over going. I don't know. He, he's happened. He, he, I did it to him, and and uh, and uh, and, he, and then he went. He, she was come over, come over, and they came over. And went, hey mate, and I went hello mate. <laughs> I feel your pain. He went, yeah, I know exactly. I said it's all right. He goes, yeah, it's all right. It was, um, very terrifying at the time. Do, you, do they put I, a little cast on it? <laughs> no. Oh. No. But but it it it, it kind of straightens itself out. Uh, do you feel like you're part of the Broken Penis Survivors Club? Yeah. I don't know if there is one. There is now. <laughs> yeah, I think but, but I get the odd doctor that comes up and goes, oh, I've dealt with that before. But it's not, it's, it's well, rare. It's not rare, it's, but it's rare. It's rare. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not in all the time I've been telling the story. No one else has admitted it, but I don't know if you would. Apart from that, I, one I don't guy. think I don't think a normal human being human being would be telling you the things that I'm telling you. <laughs> this is content for your podcast, and you've you've asked the right guy. Do you find that being a comedian, like all those little instances that you started that you were telling us about, um, going to the uh, fetish clubs, uh, Mr. Trough Man, and all that? Do you find that you're just like, Meh, 
I'll give it a go just because you're feeling in the spirit of things or is it like I'm a comedian if nothing else this is brilliant material well yeah I mean the more it was more innocent than that I went along to I went along to uh, the, the the gay pride in Amsterdam because I was with a friend and and just fancy going out and um, and I enjoy the I enjoy the, the party atmosphere in a gay club and then that happened mm-hmm. uh, I had a friend of mine when I went to um, mass at Easter in Brixton uh, it was a friend of mine was performing doing a mind reading because they have a big cabaret space and he was doing a mind reading thing with and his uh, his um, friend Harriet uh, Bowden uh, invited invited me to go along, and uh, and there was I mean there's a couple of crazy stories from that, and then so those I not I don't actually seek it out no, and I think maybe that comes across in the storytelling is I, I I don't I don't I think the audience would if I if they just thought I was some kind of I don't want to say I don't believe there's that, that any of that's perverted, but they 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 but they thought, they thought I was a a man of looser morals I don't think they would be as impressed I think it's because it comes from like. I was raised in this really devout, loving, warm Christian family, and they still are, mm. uh, and and sort of um, had a late development by being a virgin until I was twenty one, and as so I was an adult, and I was so kind of, and also, and it wasn't because I didn't want to; it's mm. just because I actually believed it was the right thing to do to wait. Yeah. So I can understand other people that do that and think that way, and I don't see them as being nerds or weirdos. I think them being maybe that. Is, that is an intelligent choice, uh, and then these other things. Just because I'm a comedian, I like I like going out, and I've got a lot of racy friends. What made you <laughs> What made you think it um, saving your virginity wasn't the right thing to do? Why did you at 21? Did you decide to leave it, keep it till 21, until you were married? I guess no, I, I just hadn't. I just think uh, I thought by that point it had built up as being something that was so important. Well, it was. It was. It was. It was uh, my belief that it was important mm. for for one reason, and then I realized, well, you know, you get to a point where you're a teenager where you just go, I wasn't drinking or smoking or doing any of that stuff, and all the kids would go on parties, and that's where people lose their virginity. Don't think he's fun about. I never, you know, had that experience. I had a, you know, a girlfriend who, you know, was like the school, like the brainer in the school, who was also a bit of a nerd, and and then and the, and then. Um, then I went to acting school, which then I started, you know, drinking and being a bit more uh, worldly is what it what mm-hmm. it's felt like. Mm-hmm. But I never, just never got into that. I never got, never met anyone. And then I met, and then I met the the first girl that I was, uh, I fell for, who was wonderful, yeah. you know. And, and then, the, and, then and then the second, then the second uh, person that the second woman I ever slept with, uh, I had a five year long relationship with. With the little bell. With the little bell. No, oh. no that, that was the little bell. No. Oh, no. That wasn't the little bell. The little bell. The, just so you know, to clarify, that sounds more. The little bell was just a joke. It was a joke. No, was, you can't backtrack. I, I get in trouble. I you get in trouble for. I get in trouble for saying and doing the wrong thing a lot. <laughs> like what I think my little funny joke, and so, but I kept it there, and then also it kind of plagued me because I, because the reason that I'd done all that be getting sober and doing that is because we broke up because and it was me it was my I was my fault she broke up with me but I was being a little bit unruly and being <clears throat> because of I was still suffering the, the, the from breaking up with my with my wife yeah so I was being a little bit like just wow I couldn't it was hard to it was hard I was being difficult so that was the kind of thing that I was doing to try and go hey look this is kind of fun and she was going you're Weirdo, <laughs> that's just weird, and then and then making it worse by ha 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 ring 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 it with my toe just for a laugh. Yeah, not funny. 
Broke oh. your penis. It is funny. It depends how you look at it. Baby yeah. Bear. It depends yeah. how you look at it. But I kept on the bed and then it, and then it plagued me because I thought, well, I kept on the bed and thought, well, it, remind, it reminded me of how horrible I'd be. <laughs> it's your own little bell end reminder. Yay. You should have your own show. I'm Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kay. And Good Sex, Bad Sex, our podcast, Miranda, mm. on metro.co.uk, mm. was produced by... I'm, you say his name, so I'm not talking to him. <laughs> it was Mr Sam Bonham, Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week. Uh, review us, rate us. Do all the stuff to all us. All the stuff to us. <laughs> that no one else is doing. Seriously. <laughs> I've got a bed sore, I don't know how. And, um, and we'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you.